Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. In 2017, life as we knew it came to a screeching halt when production on Sex and the City 3, the movie, was unceremoniously and abruptly shut down. Three years later, it was announced in 2020 that a Sex and the City reboot was in the works. However, the reboot is not actually a third movie, and thus, my journey continues. On this podcast, I will be doing what many believe to be the undoable. I will be saving Sex and the City free. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Saving Sex in the City 3, the podcast that is fighting for what's right, which is another movie of Sex in the City. Um, today with me is an amazing guest. I'm so excited to have him. He is the writer of Slave Play, which is the most nominated. Is it? Okay, p- help me out here, Jeremy. It's the <laughs> most nominated play, play of all time. Of all time. Most Tony-nominated play of all time. Yeah, what, what if I just said all it was most nominated? That would be the biggest lie, but... <laughs> that actually... <laughs> I take it. It is just most nominated. <laughs> but it is technically the most no- Tony-nominated, like, non-musical play of all time. A stunning achievement. Also co-writer of the movie Zola, which is coming soon. I can't fucking wait for that. Model actor muse jeremy o'harris hi hi oh my god that was the best intro ever uh thank you and also i disagree because i botched it and i had practiced it multiple times like washing my face this morning making my coffee i was like we're gonna kill it and then i fumbled but you helped me and i appreciate that I, i don't think it was you fumbling i think it was you inviting my agency into writing my own narrative you know, true, true. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I mean, I think that we were, we were, we were both, um, sort of like, uh, talking a little bit before about how this moment is like really bizarro. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm coming off of not having slept last night at all. Um, Damn. Because that's my normal, like you know, every day now. It's just like some days I'll sleep for 15 hours and some days I'll sleep zero. Yeah. You're burning the midnight oil. You are literally Carrie Bradshaw right now in New York, smoking your cigs and just typing away on your MacBook. You know, that's actually can't really help funny. but wondering. That's really <laughs> great that you said that because you said you set me up perfectly to talk about what I want to talk about with this movie. I love it. So wait, can I get a little background on just like your relationship with Sex in the City in general? Like, did you watch it growing up? Like, did you? watch it later in life like where do you fall so i watched it sort of sparingly as a middle schooler and i mm-hmm. weirdly lost my virginity watching like an episode where um samantha and please help me the really hot uh jared right smith jared 
Yeah, Smith Jared. Were one of their like epic sex scenes, like was like the catalyst to me losing my virginity to a girl um in middle oh my school. God. Yeah. Um and the synergy here. Yeah, yeah. It was a real thing. It was like that was happening and then but I didn't really like watch the show obsessively because I think I was like afraid of seeming too gay, you know, I E Y had mm-hmm. sex with a girl in middle school. Um, but then while sex in the city was playing the straightest (laughs) thing you could possibly do. I mean, that and taking my first girl date on a date to see bring it on, which was my idea. (laughs) Again, I was so straight. Like, I don't know how um, the gays got me. must have loved you. (laughs) Like, he's amazing. He likes sex in the city. And he took me to see bring it on my dream man. (laughs) And he can dance so well. Um, but um, I um, I weirdly didn't watch the series as a whole until, and this is another weird thing, I got sort of tripped. One of my, I, okay, so I was like, as you know, when I lived in LA, I was ostensibly homeless. Like I was like, every, everyone was like, oh, Jeremy, like we don't really know where he lives. Well, well it was because I was just like living on couches and just hanging out mm-hmm. um, as you do when you're an artist with a dream and no money. Um, and when I was in LA, <laughs> when I came to New York, I would come to New York randomly with some friends um, and like crash on different people's couches. And one of my friends was like, hey, you can stay in my apartment in Williamsburg by yourself. Just know if anyone knocks on the door, like, just don't answer. But, like, here's the key. Like, it's totally chill. And I was like, okay, great. And then, like, day one that I'm there, it's just, like, a huge, like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, what, what's going on? And um, that was when I realized that he was being evicted from his apartment. And he was just letting me stay there, like, through the sort of, like, two-week window of eviction. Um, so I couldn't leave or else like they could get into the house or something. So like I had to stay inside of the apartment um, and just get food delivered through a window. And it was so fucked up. But anyway, you quarantined before like quarantining was a thing. Yes. Wow, okay. It was a, it was a whole quarantine. And the only <laughs> thing that he had in his apartment was his ex-girlfriend's DVD box set of Sex in the City because his internet was cut or his internet was cut off. And so was his, um, uh, his cable. So I just watched the entire series front to back during that week and a half I stayed there. You know, that's actually a blessing. And I think the universe provided you that opportunity to really connect with our girls. So <laughs> if I can't a imagine a more story, New York a story, moment. you know? Yeah, that is quintessential New York. And did it have the final season as well? Like the season six? I think it did. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But then I watched the movies. But again, I, ha- I feel like there are things I watched and like I only have like impressions of, like these moments. Like Smith Jarrett, I remember that. Like I, I remember the men so much, sexist, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I remember like Aiden <laughs> and like going to like the Hamptons and him like making furniture. I remember, you know, going to France with, with you know, um, Bur- Borinsky, Petrovsky. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like Borinsky. Um, I remember that whole sequence and how like chaotic and like kind of nasty like Carrie was that entire time. Um, and how like I really was rooting for her to be with the Russian. I was like, that's the relationship for you. Yeah. 
So that was chic. I was like, let's let's turn this train around, like go to France and like start living your book life, like your international author truth. Yes. This is an upgrade. Yeah. And yeah. And I was really I was really sad at the end when she ended up was big because I didn't think that that was how it should go. Yeah. I was like happy because obviously that's like what we were told to kind of root for. (laughs) But then really rewatching it, I'm like, God, this is the most glamorous man that you could possibly be dating like this is like the tip of the fucking pyramid of man for you yes and as we both know now that we're like in our like you know not 20s like we can say that like being with an older like man who dotes on you completely and like is willing to pay for you to have a full lifestyle um Mm -hmm. without complication is probably the best situation for marriage is absolutely imperative for a healthy marriage and then also when he's just busy doing his own thing and he has to like go all these places and you have so much freedom to just do your thing and discover yourself and whatever you want so it's like the best of both worlds and like an older man is so excited about you being you and having those like you know youthful foibles into your 30s I mean, mm-hmm. Big doesn't have time for that. This is why they're going to get a divorce in the next movie, I'm pretty sure. But Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see where And Just Like That takes us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that because I just <laughs> don't know where we can. I truly don't know where we can go from leaving <laughs> off with Sex in the City 2 to In Just Like That. Feels like such a jump. Like, <laughs> I really can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> um, wait, what was your relationship with Sex in the City? I watched it, I think I was like maybe a freshman in high school or in eighth grade when it came out and I would see it. My stepmom at the time would watch it like on HBO at night. So I would try and like sneak into my dad's room and like watch it with her. And I just remember seeing like Charlotte, like there was one episode where she went to Connecticut with Trey's family and then she had like this affair with the gardener and like seeing him in like this rose garden all shirtless and sweaty. And I just really, I thought that these women were, that's like what it meant to be an adult. I was Mm -hmm. like, these are the people that I want to be like I love this show and then I didn't watch it like totally in its entirety until I had come back from being at like therapeutic boarding school and I had no friends and I bought the box set and just sat in my room at my dad's house and watched from season one all the way through then I I think it was mid season six like actually on HBO wow so I had a fully like immersive experience and I was like I want, like, I want to be these women when I grow up. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god! And it's in some ways, you really are. just like fully. Yeah, in some ways, I very much am. I've had my like Carrie Bradshaw like writer moments a little bit, and then I think I've also had that mature, like, growth period of realizing that Carrie is actually like the most damaged one, and who you really want to be is like kind of a Miranda Samantha hybrid. Yes. So, oh, yeah. I like a Miranda learn, Samantha hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Like Samantha's sexiness and Miranda's sensibilities. Yes. I do. Yeah. I do love in some ways Charlotte's like, I like, you know, I'm here for my manness. Um, mm-hmm. Because in a lot of ways, like, I feel like Charlotte was, oh, not Charlotte, um, Miranda was so cruel to her partner that you're like, kind of like, oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, Charlotte was really like trad and I and I like that too. And it's like her like hyper femininity was always like mm-hmm. cute to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. The good little wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay, anyone that's just now tuning in, here's how this goes. I'm gonna throw to Jeremy. He's gonna give me his pitch for each of the girls or the movie or however he imagines like this next installment being. And then we're going to go back to the beginning and build it based on his ideas. So with that, Jeremy, I'm going to throw to you and okay. do your thing. Okay, here is um, my pitch. So um, there's a new main character or sort of a new antagonist of the series that will be played by Jeremy O'Harris. Um, and his name <laughs> yes. is Jeremy O'Harris. And... Um, <laughs> His arc in the story is that he has now taken the the he's taken over the now defunct um, Sex in the City column and is like, you know, book, written this like great new like queer focused like, you know, NB they them sort of like 2021 version of the thing that is wildly popular. Like everyone's quoting it. It's on every every newsstand everywhere. Um, right as Carrie is deciding that she wants to, um, like, she's post-divorce um, and trying to, like, rewrite, um, re- come back into relevance with the sort of, like, Sex in the City reboot about being, like, divorced and, like, in your 40s and, like, living a new life, mm-hmm. like, having some new lease on life. And no, it's flopping. Like, it's like that <laughs> moment is over. <laughs> I imagine you, you're on the buses. Like you're now laying on the side of buses and the opening of any sex in the city is like Carrie walking the streets and then she's splashed by a bus with you on it. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then, um, and it's like, and it's it's called like queer sex in the city and everyone's like, (laughs) and then um, she is also um, like deeply upset because she finds out that his new manager and publicist is Samantha. Um, yes okay amazing uh, yeah who's doing this whole thing um this also bookends a subplot of charlotte being um canceled online because she has called the cops on a black like attorney who she thought was breaking into the apart the townhouse next door to hers um but it was actually like this black harvard educated attorney who's like running for mayor or something and so now she Mm -hmm. is like the face of all karens and um (laughs) miranda is trying to help charlotte like in the legal proceedings of like you know Mm -hmm. um because miranda probably knows him just from being high-powered lawyers and she's like i can't believe that you did this and actually you know what let's make this more interesting what if it's the tay diggs character wasn't it tay diggs who was like the lawyer that the black lawyer that she dated or was it not or was it blair underwood blair underwood and he was actually a um the medical the doctor for the new york knicks okay so maybe so it's not, the doctor for the new maybe maybe it's so we'll him. have yeah we'll bring we'll bring robert dr robert leads back and he actually lives next door to charlotte yes, yes. on the upper east side okay i yes. love it so like because because he's now getting canceled uh because because charlotte's not getting canceled she asked miranda to help her and then miranda and this doctor start a new romance again um okay good this whole i missed him yeah 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 so I think that's that's the storyline that I want to start off with. <laughs> okay, amazing. I was waiting. I was wondering to myself, 
who was going to be the person that writes themselves into the narrative or like appears as themselves in the movie. (laughs) And so questions answered. Of course it's you. Okay. This is perfect. So I think we, I think we open and it is like New York fabulous. Like buildings are shiny skyscrapers everywhere. Heels click clacking on the side of the street. And like, it is kind of like Carrie, we think it's Carrie's journey and she's walking through with like a, her tutu and some shopping bags. And then we see her get splashed by a bus and it literally is you yes. here in the city with Jeremy O'Harris on the side of the bus and Carrie like slow motion, like turning around traumatized. Yes. And then I think <laughs> that after that, a new voiceover starts with this like new character <laughs> doing the like sort of like iconic, like, you know, sex in the city type voiceover um yeah where and he's that's like, you now doing the voiceover yes. okay yes and perfect. then it goes to him and like his group of like gay friends that are all literally the tropes of the sex in the city girls were like as gay men mm-hmm. because they always were gay men and like they're <laughs> there and samantha is a part of their group and she's like this is perfect like babe like this has been going like this has been going so well blah 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 yeah are they having like a brunch like with samantha like or maybe they're maybe they're having like a celebratory brunch for the launch of Jeremy's new column. Yes. And it's like, it's like a fashion sponsored. It's like a Gucci sponsored brunch. Samantha is like running a tight ship, making sure everything goes according to plan. And we see Jeremy and all of his, his gaggle of gays who are, wait, okay. So who is now, now we need to have like cast, like who's playing you're like Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha. I love this. Okay. Um, this is going to be really difficult because like who is, who's even gay now? Like who's out and gay um, and young? That's a oh, great question. Oh, so, okay. Dan Levi or uh, Dan Levy. Yeah. Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. Dan Levy is the new, um, is the new Miranda. Okay. I love think that's that. a good place for him. Yeah. And then who is the new Samantha? Is it uh, who's someone like so good and so um hot and maybe like a person of color? Oh, actually, yeah, because again, like this is oh what if it's what if um it's India Moore is the new um Samantha? Yes. Yes, yes, I see that. Okay. Yes. So Perfect. India Moore as new Samantha. And then um let's just say So we have Aunt. to have a Char so the, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. What if like that's the next one? What if that's like Oh, oh, Bowen Yang. Okay, perfect. Bowen Yang. Perfect. <laughs> The new it group. The new it group. <laughs> the new girls, if you will. <laughs> and so everyone's there at this beautiful brunch. Like pe- toasts are being given. You're like saying thank you, everyone, for coming. And then maybe we see Carrie, who's now covered in like street splatter, kind of coming, like walking by the window of like this gorgeous restaurant. And she's like looking in and just like in shock. Like she's like, what is happening? And locks eyes with Samantha. And Samantha's just like kind of shrugs. And then Carrie like <laughs> trudges off. And then, then it becomes Carrie's story again. Um, yeah. 
And so then Carrie, in like a huff, goes to goes to her. Who were the gays that she was with before? Like the Anthony and Stanford. She goes to who Anthony. are now like married. Yeah. Yes. She goes to Anthony and Stanford, who are like married. She's in their house, and they have stacks of the like new thing in their house. And she's like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck is this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, what is going on?" And they're trying to be like on her side. But they're also like, yeah. it's a new day, hon. Like, I think also when we see Carrie walking down the street to their house, like we see it's like the New York star or whatever is like, it's flying off the newsstands. We <laughs> see like your face on every cover. And then she passes like a Barnes and Noble. And it's like, we just see a shot of like her book in like the in the bargain bin yes. and like her books like just come out <laughs> and then we also see like a jeremy o'harris like signing at blah 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 like at like wednesday at 10 p.m or something like that and so we really see that carrie's like having a rough go of it so she does go to her gaze to like try and get confirmation that she's not just like totally in the dumps but yes only to find that they are now like obsessed, like they're reading your column over coffee. Yes. And they also like are really woke now. Like they're like, they're like, mm-hmm. listen, Carrie, like this is not okay. Like, you know, like they're like, Carrie, like this is a new, this is a new moment. Like with George Floyd and all this stuff, like the last thing you want to do is be like on a tirade about like a young queer person of color. Like they're using all the words. And, yeah. And like she's, taking like, your spot in the, in the, <laughs> in the spotlight (laughs) and she's like what the hell am I supposed to do I'm literally 49 years old I'm divorced my book is not selling and does she like is she gonna have to like undergo like a total overhaul or something like does she try and get them to like make her over or do something where she can be like successful author again I think she has to try to um play their game but by mm-hmm. but the, the the journey is in playing their game, she realizes that like it's not a game she can play, and the only thing she can ever be is true to herself. So that's I think like the sort of arc we have to get to. Okay, and so we're gonna know- see her try like a lot of different things that like the kids are doing. Like she'll yes. have like a TikTok. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she'll like. And I wonder if she plays around with like questioning. Like, like I wonder if she has a moment where she's like. Is being, um, is, is living in a gendered binary, like, actually, like, you know, um, like, like, the, I don't know, I don't know what the, the phrasing would be, because my brain is broken, I didn't sleep last night, but she has some, like, binary thing where she starts wondering, maybe she is a they-them as well, like, maybe she has okay, closed herself this. off from, like, the, the multiple, like, different complexities of her gender expression. Mm-hmm. So I think she I could so I think she goes over to Anthony and Stanford's place because she's on the way to like meeting her editor and now that she's covered in like sludge, she just <laughs> needs like a an like a button up white shirt and like a belt that she can Wait, wear. And also what so if she's she... staying with them um post divorce? Oh. Like they okay, have some huge that. gorgeous loft and she's just been staying with them like because she needs mm-hmm. her gaze. Yeah, and they're like, we've got to get you. She's, like, crying. She's upset. She's feeling like a total loser. And they're like, honey, like, you've made it this far. You're not going anywhere. Like, you're Carrie Bradshaw. Like, 
just go out there. Like, stop worrying about this Jeremy guy. He has nothing to do with you and your success. Like, just go out there and kill it. And they, like, fluff her hair and, like, send her on her way to her meeting. And I think at this meeting with an editor, she played by Amy Sedaris. Obviously. Who never lost faith. Yeah, who was, like, always her editor but is stuck with her all these years. I think she pitches her the idea for a book of, like, how to stay like her binary thing. Like she puts that into a book and she's like, Oh, I'm going to write a book about like gender and and sex and how to stay relevant as like a older woman and capturing youth again. And she's like, yes, yes. Love it. Love it. Like go out there. Let's do this proposal. We'll sell it. We're going to kill it. And one of the big punchlines with that is she's she's like, I mean, listen, I can do it. I've already bought a Telfar bag. Like it's not that difficult. (laughs) It's so good. Um, and so then she has to she has to reconnect with the girl somehow. So mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder when how it is that she goes to talk about this betrayal with Samantha to Charlotte and um, to Charlotte and Miranda. Yeah, I think maybe like later that night, Samantha calls her and is like, "Honey, like I just want to address like that awkward moment on the street," and she was like. You looked like you'd really been dragged through the mud. So I just wanted to offer my support and also just let you know that it's just business. It's nothing personal. And like, don't get a bee in your bonnet over it. And Carrie like pretends that it's okay, but she's really like holding a grudge. Yes. And I think that like, you know, this is a moment too where um where Samantha could also be like, Listen, darling, I mean, it's not my fault that you decided to, like, you know, abscond away to the Hamptons for four years without talking to any of us. And then, like, you know, um, of course New York's moved on without you. Like, you know, like, there's a whole, like, subplot of, like, the ways in which, like, Carrie has, like, also lost touch with New York because Mm -hmm. um, she was trying to save her marriage. Yeah, and she really focused. I think it also is good because she like focused so much on Big that she lost herself in the process. Yes. And she went to the Hamptons, like forgot about everyone, and now she's back with her flop book and no one cares about her divorce. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. So um, Yeah, it's perfect. So she goes, so that moment happens. She's like um, distraught by that, and then she decides that she needs to call uh the girls for a breakfast the next day um to just Mm -hmm. see like if they also feel like she like was totally disconnected from their world and that's when she finds out that she's been so disconnected that she didn't even know about all the stuff that was happening with charlotte okay so charlotte shows up i think miranda and carrie are sitting at the table like waiting for charlotte and then charlotte shows up with like a full disguise because now she she can't leave the house because she will get either just like spat on by people or like followed by paparazzi trying to sell photos to the daily mail of the upper east side karen and like she's also embroiled in like a lawsuit about everything so she shows up she's in like a weird wig and like a veil and huge sunglasses wearing like all black or something and carrie's like what is going on with you like hello and that's when they're like wait are you serious like you haven't like where have you been and then we get the backstory like we kind of go back in time yes and we see charlotte like making this 911 call against dr robert and 
like getting caught up to date on what she's now going through. I love that. Splashed across the Daily Mail like every day and he's suing her and Miranda's now like she's like I've stepped in as her lawyer or whatever and I think because maybe Charlotte even handled it very poorly at first and like kept trying to defend herself (laughs) and then made it so much worse that her own lawyer quit so now Miranda had to come in (laughs) to do some pro bono work (laughs) (laughs) and I love the idea too that like um the right before Miranda or that right before Charlotte comes in Miranda's like trying to explain to Carrie what's going on and Carrie just like will, like refuses to catch the hints or like engage at all because she keeps trying to like word vomit all the shit that's going on with her and she's like no 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 mm-hmm. and then like at the end of it after the flashback and like fully great voiceover of the of VO for the flashback from Carrie um we have this moment where like both the girls are looking at her and she realizes she's like she's like what, had I really gotten so out of touch that I didn't even know that, like, you know, my uh, my friend was as canceled as, like, the last season's Manolo Blahniks or, like, whatever it is. That she, um, yeah. Or, like, or, like no, is, is as canceled as, like, all of my Dolce & Gabbana jackets from 2007, you know? Um, yes. And then she, um, she, she, like, makes a vow to them that she's going to, um, to, to, like, do her fair share in, um, in like being more present for them as friends and doing whatever she needs for um for them um which is in turn going to help her because like um Charlotte has to do all these black lives matter things and these little like press moments to help herself so she's like I threw I decided to throw myself completely in to like you know culture as it exists now yeah she's like the kids kids these days love their friends so like I'm here for you whatever you need and they also like they love Black Lives Matter so I'm here for that too and she's like we will get through this like classically just making it all kind of about herself in the process of like giving her life over to her friends and the cause yes so Miranda's kind of like I'm not sure you really understand but I guess something is better than nothing yes And I think also Miranda's trying to tell Carrie, like, don't call Charlotte Charlotte. Like, they have a code name for her because she literally can't go out in public. Yes. Because <laughs> her life is in peril. So, and Carrie just, like, keeps calling her Charlotte. And she's, of, like, like decided to change her name to Liza because she's always loved that name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, Liza. They're literally legally changing her name, like, first and last name because they just, like, she can no longer be Charlotte York Goldenblatt. <laughs> oh, my God. So Liza Goldenblatt is actually such a great name for her, too. Yeah, it's perfect. And I think it also gives Charlotte a chance to, like, add more pizzazz to her life. Yes. And, like, she become, like she really becomes and embodies this new, like, Liza, very, like, sassy, inclusive <laughs> character over time. She really loosens up. <laughs> Wait, and what does, um and who... What is going on with what's the name of Miranda's kid? Like, how old is Miranda's kid now? Brady must be like, he's probably 18. I guess, like, he was a baby or two or three years old in t- 2004. So now, okay, I can't really do basic math, but I think that that makes him like 17 or 18. I love the idea that, um, what like sort of the midpoint of the movie and what brings Samantha back to the group is that Brady gets in a relationship with 
the Jeremy O'Hara's character, or, like, hooks up with the Jeremy O'Hara's character, but it's, like, maybe yeah. underage, like, maybe, like, in a weird, like, age range, and, like, okay, yeah. super He's sex- 17. Yes. Yeah, like, 17, and you're your age. Yes. And then, and so it kind of is, like... Uh oh! Like, are we gonna are we gonna try and like me to this guy and like take him down, or are we just gonna be like chill about this? Yes. And Samantha like <laughs> actually like loses her chill about it, like with them and like the gays are like the queers are like you were so fucked up. Like Brady like was welcomed into our space. Like Brady is like you know um, totally like has agency and is their own person. Like who are you? Like, you, like, lied to us about who you are. Like, we don't need your help anymore. Like, we should have known, like, not to work with someone like you. And so then she comes okay, in, like, wow. these ungrateful, like, blah, 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 blahs. And, like, yeah. you won't believe I made happening. them. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is amazing. Also, I think, I think Lily, uh, Charlotte's, like, adopted kid is also like in that same age range too. So she could be part of like I love Jeremy's that. group. Yes. Well. I love all the kids yeah. just being like into them. And then like the parents mm-hmm. just like totally turning. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I also love the idea too that um that Samantha also like somehow like they bring up the fact or she brings up the fact to them randomly. She's like she's like, and you know what? Like when I lived in the meatpacking district, I I was an ally to so many of the women in my community who were trans. <laughs> she like makes this whole thing about like how she was like an ally to trans women, and then like no, she and she I think she uses the term like the T word, yes. which she did in Sex yes. in the City, and to the faces of <laughs> everyone, and then they're like, you can't say that, and they're like, get out of here. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So at brunch with Carrie and uh, Charlotte and Miranda, Carrie also like talks shit about Samantha. And she's like, I can't believe that she's like helping this person who stole my column away like blah 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 and like be like trying to get them to be like anti-Samantha and then after brunch we get to like maybe we're back in Jeremy's world and he's like at a meeting with Samantha and that's when all this comes up about like the Brady thing or yes. something. yes I love like that. maybe someone's trying I mean I went to a place of like is Carrie trying does she try and get like Jeremy canceled? I love because... that. Okay, yeah, because maybe at brunch Miranda's like, "Oh, I love. I mean, I love his column, and like Brady has actually been like texting with him and like di- like seeing him every once in a while." Like Miranda's super open to just like <laughs> Brady can choose like who he wants to date. Like she's like very encouraging him to just like explore. And maybe Brady is even like in college already yes. because he's just like accelerated. Yes. Um. So she's like, and, and then Carrie's like, 
wait, Brady is? Like, he's only 17. <laughs> and she's like, well, I mean, he's going to be 18 in, like, three months. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And then that's when Carrie, like, fires off a text yes. to, like, a journalist. Yeah. That would be perfect. That so, would be perfect. Okay. So then we see, like, Samantha and Jeremy sitting. She's like, well, I just got some photos of you and a 17-year-old who, thankfully, I happen to know his mother so I can do damage control. But, like, what were you thinking? Like, you can't. And, like, you're right on the precipice of taking over New York and this is what you do? Like, and tries to, like, shame you for it. Yes. And that's when you have your, like, you basically, like, fire her. Yes, because we're like, well, how old was he? How old was Smith Jarrett when you started dating? Like, it's like, it's like, because aren't they still together? She and Smith Jarrett should still be together. Okay, yeah, they can still be together. <laughs> They're in like a long distance relationship, like New York, Los Angeles. She's like, with all this like grooming discourse going on, I can't believe that you would go for such a young child. And you're like, grooming? Like, wasn't Smith like 20 years old when you started dating him? Like, what is the big problem? Like, I thought you were like sex positive, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And she's like, not when there's money on the table. And then, yeah, and that's when um, Charlotte's daughter, like, says something, like, snappy to her. Because mm-hmm. she's there. She's Maybe like. Maybe Charlotte's daughter is, like, interning for yes. her. Like, she's, like, interning at Samantha's, like, PR firm. Yes. She'd be so and good she's at like, that, actually, actually. Yeah. Like, she's kind of being, like, um, she's being trained to be like the next generation of like PR and marketing. And also like we need younger voices to like really integrate all of social media into the mix. So she's like doing all of that. And she comes in, she's like, actually like everyone knows that Jeremy's like with this kid and like, no one really cares about it. They ship them. (laughs) Genius. Um, And so then how does the cancellation, um, campaign work so like so samantha gets fired she comes back to them and yeah, then so you fire samantha and then she comes back like calls carrie again i think and then she's like you'll never believe what just happened to me and then we see them just like walking they're doing like a walk and talk on the street and that's when samantha's saying like i can't believe these ungrateful kids like they don't even know how great they have it like Back in my day, they'd all be dead of AIDS. Like, just like, they have no respect for their elders. Like, and just like shitting on everyone. And I think that's when she and Carrie decide, like, she's like, I'm going to help you make a huge comeback. And she's like, you will take over, like, these. Like, it's so it's going to be like Carrie versus like Gen Z. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, she does this full makeover. She's just, and like, like, Samantha knows all the things now. So she's like, she's like, She's like, listen, mm-hmm. like, you know what's hotter than being like a 40 year old divorcee? A 40 year old divorce day. Like, so like, she's like <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you were really on to something with your non binary questions. So I think we should lean into it. And so they like, build mm-hmm. out this whole like new like wardrobe for her. There and like they like we see them going to the row and being like, mm-mm. We see them going to like and then like they like stop by like, you know, like a menswear store like Bodie or something. And they're like, like this yeah. is the new Carrie Bradshaw. Like dump totally. the heels, find the flats, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like a Prada platform loafer, please. <laughs> and like I think they even cut Carrie's hair and they do like a sleek, like kind of almost like a Gwyneth in the 90s 
short and sleek haircut on Carrie and blonde, yes. like ice blonde. <laughs> yeah. And then and then she's like in all these like kind of patchwork clothes and just very like it, it's just it's non-binary. You don't know what really she's going for, but you know that you can't you can't call her a woman. You can't call her a man. Exactly. And that we did, did, did who who was it that had the bisexual relationship on the show? It was Samantha. Damn it. Maybe Samantha yeah. suggested she does that. She's like, "Have you ever tried yeah. to eat the clam?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "And now the next step is getting you some pussy." And like, and she's putting Carrie on like dating apps and. I think she also sets up a photo shoot that's like for a like Vogue or another magazine, and like the headline is like "Don't call me Miss Bradshaw," and then <laughs> Carrie like comes out as like gender queer. Yes, and like, <laughs> and it's like a whole photo shoot of her with like slouchy suits on, and it's it's like almost like Katie Lang style, like. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, listen, darling, now people don't even have to be queer. They just have to be queer associated. Look at Harry Styles. And then she like does this whole thing. She's like, she's like, just like, you know, walk around with Ruby Rose or have a dinner with K-Stew. You know, it's like, she like, just like throws her in. Like, she's like, oh, you know what? I know Janelle Monet. Let me get Janelle Monet to come down. She's <laughs> like, just like put her with all these people. Yeah, she's setting her up on like photo ops and stuff like that. So then just like totally rehabbing Carrie's image. And like d- the narrative is like she got divorced and then realized that she was actually a they and like had. And now what she's learning in her 40s is like so and it's reinvigorating her and giving her her youth back. Yes. And so she's starting to get all the press as also as like a whisper campaign on TikTok is building about the Brady um uh jeremy o'harris thing and more kids are coming out being like he tried to groom me like he slipped in my dms like blah blah blah. it's just becoming a big mess um and you realize Mm -hmm. as well that samantha sort of like paid a bunch of teens that like have dm'd him to just like do this whole thing and to a smear campaign yeah and like most of them you've never even met jeremy is doesn't even know who they are It's she's like making like bot TikTok accounts yes. and stuff. And <laughs> so she now has like Lily who knows how to like buy likes and all of that kind of shit. So it's like all kind of coming down <laughs> on Jeremy. <laughs> and so then right as right as it's looking like it might just work, Barishnikov shows back up. Oh, love. Barishnikov shows back mm-hmm. up. And this is when like Carrie has her moment. She's like, she's like, you know. She's like, you know, um, but but just like that, in the snap of a second, the binary like hits you right in the groin, you know, <laughs> like, and, like then mm-hmm. like she like sees him and then like they go on like they go on some dates. We need to go back to the canceled uh, story. Charlotte. Line. Cancel Charlotte story uh-huh. as well. It's like, wow. I think it's like while Carrie is doing her big photo shoot, like kind of coming out photo shoot, we cut to Miranda in a meeting with Dr. Robert and his lawyers. And I think they're going back and forth, like trying to negotiate a settlement or like how they're going to move forward. And they're like, we want your client to like admit to racism and wrongdoing. We want her to undergo like 
racial sensitivity training and appear at like XYZ Black Lives Matter protests. We want this amount of money donated. And like they're just like negotiating what the process is going to be for Charlotte to be like welcomed back. Not only like make it right, but be welcomed back into society. Yes. So we get like a inside look at how that kind of thing goes down. Yes. And what I love, what I would love is if there was like some weird moment where like just something like where like Miranda just feels like she has to be a lawyer lawyer. And she's like, no, my client will not be doing that. And then that becomes Mm -hmm. this weird tete-a-tete between her and Robert, where Robert's like sort of like basically intimating that like during their relationship, she made these same sorts of problems. And he's like, but you do see that she has to say that she's racist because you all are racist. And she's like, what do you say? And then it becomes this whole thing between them where they have to get their relationship stuff out into the table again. Yeah, where it's like a personal and she's like, why are you making this personal right now? And he's like, I don't see how I can not make it personal right now. And like, and so then it be- kind of becomes, so do they have like a spark here? Or it's is a sexual it tension. Like- it's a sexual tension okay. built around also this deep seated like hurt from the past mm-hmm. that like has okay. not been fixed. Because I think that like, if things would have worked out differently and if they had like different sensitivities, maybe, you know? That's who she yeah, would have had Brady so I think with. Things get to like a boiling point in the room at the conference table. And Miranda's like, I think that that's all we're going to be able to accomplish today. And so maybe we adjourn and we come back to this tomorrow with like clear heads. And then we see Miranda, maybe Robert stops by her office or something. And he's like, He's like, you did good in there, Hobbs, or something like that. And kind of says, like, what you were saying, where it's like, maybe it would have worked out, like, if we had been different people with different sensitivities, but, like, it didn't. And I always wondered, like, when I heard that you were having kids and, like, I saw your son, like, I just thought, like, I could have been that person. We could have done that together. Yes. And she's like, I didn't even know that you really wanted that. And he's like... I literally gave you a cookie cake that said, I love you. Like I did want that. I wanted you. And then they have, maybe he asked her to like meet him for a drink that night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's like, I have another meeting. I can't really do this right now. And he's like, well, why don't you join me tonight for a, for a cocktail? We can talk about it some more. Love that. I love that. Okay. Um, and so then pictures get leaked somehow of, of um, Carrie and uh, Barishnikov out. Yeah. So embraced. Maybe. Im- okay. So how would they meet again? Yeah. Why Do is they he back meet in at like a? He has. He probably has like a show opening mm-hmm. somewhere, or like a retrospective of all his work at like the Whitney or some shit like that. Yes. And so he's back in town and probably like gives maybe Carrie just like goes to like, it's like a big event. So she's invited as like being this like kind of hot new they them in town Yes, and like goes to his event and sees him there. And that's where they reconnect yes. on opening night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's also how they get the photographed. Opening night gala. Mm-hmm. Um, because she can't They're whispering help it. kind of in the corner and it looks like a little romantic. Yes. 
Yes. Because it is a little romantic. And so those photos, even though nothing has really happened yet, like those photos get put up and like the kids are pissed. Yes. They're like, this woman is like, she's the same old bitch. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like we, she's tricking us. Like obviously she's a fake. And um, Mm -hmm. so this like Carrie Bradshaw is a fake campaign comes out. She's in a spiral. And like, I don't want to jump to the end, but what I know... What, basically, I want us to help bridge this part of the darkest night of because she's mm-hmm. about to have the darkest night of the soul, right? Okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. I want the the conclusion of the dark night of the soul to be that she starts writing this great book, like the great novel of like being a white woman in the twenty first century and not knowing what the fuck to do, who the fuck you are, or where the fuck to go. Um, it's like yeah. it's like her. That's great. Yeah, it's like her her struggle. Her friend struggles. It's like really encapsulates everything as like we're in this like almost unearned place of privilege that's now being completely deconstructed. And like, what do we even fucking do with ourselves? Yes. Like, how did we get here? How are we like complicit in getting here? Like, what do we do now? Yeah. And it really is like, wow, Carrie Bradshaw did that. And one of the things I feel like is a major line. She's like, um, just 20 years ago, it was almost radical for me to want to exist like some anti-hero in my own life story. And now that anti-hero is truly just a villain everywhere I go. Um, and mm. like, what is it? And like, you know, and it's like, how do I even ex- um, like, is it even possible for me as a white woman to be the main character now? I'll never know. But this is but, but like, but what choice do I have? And like that's and everyone's like, mm. ah. <laughs> She's like, even if I'm not, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And then she like sort of builds this whole thing is sort of like um, they rebrand this whole thing that she went through as some great sort of like um, performance art exploration, like before the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think I love that as kind of like where we end up. I think before that, we kind of the way that things are going and like the online rumor mill is really starting to pit like a Carrie versus Jeremy O'Harris. Yes. Like who's like whose side are you on and like what you prefer says so much about you. And it really becomes like heavily politicized in this like really big moment in culture. Yes. And so like you're either like. You're either siding with truly the villain or you're like siding with Jeremy. And yes. like we see and I think we also will get like we need like a showdown with like Jeremy's crew versus like Carrie and her crew. Yes. Or at least that is like an article on like the Daily Mail or something when they're like breaking down the feud between like and like they say like each person it's like Charlotte York Goldenblatt like called the police on a man of color like Samantha like was the publicist but was fired for being like and then it's like all of Jeremy's friends and it really shows that like you need to be on team Jeremy or yes and I love I love the idea too that like so like so during that like moment when like they're getting canceled I I feel like Jeremy and his crew should like come out and say because like you know jeremy's on this like on the way to get canceled and i feel like one of the things he does in that moment that she's getting canceled sort of like 
um, makes her want to write this book is that he does like a round table like uh, conversation, like sort of like imagine if Clubhouse was like live, like or maybe it's just mm-hmm. like a big like um, Zoom or something. But like um, he does a, a round table with his uh, three besties about how their entire life in New York was based around Sex in the City as like a, a column. And how, like, mm-hmm. you know, we need to have, like, a lot of grace for her in the same way that he's asked for grace for himself. Because, like, you know, the internet is a wild, like, chaotic, like, battleground. And no one knows what's real and what's fake at, at any time. Mm-hmm. And grace is the only thing we can have to hold. And then, like, each of them sort of pop up with their own little things about, like, how, like, you know, like, their own disparate takes on what um on whether or not it's... um okay for her to have potentially pretended to be queer to get relevance what does it mean to search for relevance like how all of them are sort of like like sort of dying from this pit in their stomach of wanting relevance and i think that like um carrie sees that she's she's like you know um she's like there are a lot of problems with the with uh you know with millennials and gen z but like one thing one can't uh, fault them for is like their lack of honesty like they grew up sharing sharing more than any of us ever knew and like um mm-hmm. as like a consummate oversharer, I must like respect like the their ability to be honest even when like they're so wrong all the time, you know, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And then she's I just- love the idea of like that round table with all of you guys. And I feel like even Carrie could like it's a real hit and it kind of takes the heat off of like Carrie and her friends after all of this really negative publicity has come out and like a hate campaign. And then I think Carrie decides she's like I'm gonna have my own round table and then has that with like her friends yes and I think it just like actually destroys all the goodwill that Jeremy's <laughs> round table <laughs> built up but it, and it's like such a train wreck that like that it becomes like its own viral moment yes yes <laughs> I love that and like that's also what kind of makes um uh homeboy Blair Underwood just be like yeah it's not like this can't be a thing yeah so I think we see Miranda like she goes over to his apartment and they have drinks and like they start having kind of a secret affair Mm -hmm. and maybe she's separated from Steve at this point or they're in a they're in a place in their marriage where they're just like on a break maybe they're open she's yeah, or open. I love that. Yeah. And so she's kind of free to date people and she's like, I want to see where this goes. And then and then we have like Jeremy O'Hara's round table with his friends and it's actually like a really magical, like cool moment for everyone. And then Samantha's like, you know what you should do? You need a round table of your own. And then like, and then Carrie has her round table and it goes so horribly wrong that it actually goes into like camp territory. Like, cause Miranda comes on and Charlotte comes on and Charlotte's kind of trying, she's Liza now. So, but she's also Charlotte. And so she's trying to like explain, like Carrie's like, explain like where you were coming from and like why you decided to like, do what you did and charlotte is like explaining but it also just like it makes it so much worse yes and then she's like why don't we get what can we just like patch robert onto this and like see what he has to say about this because like i don't even know like maybe we've gone through a lot of arbitration so maybe he's like not that mad anymore i don't know like would he want to like miranda i know you're like kind of seeing him and so they like 
FaceTime Robert and bring him on this call. And he's like, you guys are really like, you have no idea what you're doing. This is so like, you're wrong for this. And I think that it goes so badly that it actually like transcends how horrible it actually is and becomes like almost a camp performance that is the basis for a play yes. eventually. Yes. <laughs> like that people act out like these, this scene that all these women did on Zoom as like a new style of play and they become like somewhat iconic for just like how out of touch they truly are. I love that. Oh my God. I also love the idea that this could like spawn into like Andy Cohen calling them and being like, I have an idea for you ladies. Like, let's do something. And Samantha being like, girl, like this could be our, our shot. Like what else do 50 year old women do in order to maintain their like, their space in the spotlight? Um, and there's just like yeah. reality. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, they do. I think they would get like a reality show because everyone, everyone watches this and everyone is just like appalled, but can't look away. Yes. And it like revives the genre of reality or becomes like a new kind of like housewives esque show yes. in New York. And that is how she gets a platform to write this new book. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh my God. <laughs> and like one of the last shots of the show is like the the gays and the queers all at like jeremy's loft like tuning up to watch like this the reunion episode of like whatever sort of reality show like carrie and the girls have created together yeah do we so do we need to have like i feel like at first everyone turns on them like because of their because of their really botched round table and there's like instant backlash but then people start doing these impressions of them online like and it go it starts to go like viral on tiktok like things that they said during their like sex in the zoom or something like yes. that and and that's how it gets to be like kind of iconic like camp level humor and then maybe eventually, I feel like it's like we need to have Carrie and Jeremy be on Watch What Happens Live together at some point. That would, I mean, that would be the best thing ever. And just like having random people from Idaho call in like, listen, uh, like Carrie, Carrie, yeah, I've been a fan of you forever. I don't know who the hell this guy is. But, uh, you know, we're all here for you. Like, don't give it up. You know, blah, blah, blah. And Carrie's just sort of, like, cringing because she's like, I don't know anyone from Idaho. Like, that sounds off. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a Karen. Yeah, like, everyone that calls in is, like, from a red state. And then people are calling in, like, thoughtfully calling in for Jeremy. And it becomes clear that the divide is still very real. But there might be a way with, like, bringing these two together that they we can just, like, as a country, bridge the gap <laughs> culturally. Slowly but surely. Um, Slowly but surely. And you're like, I love that. Like, I love this for you, for Carrie. And like, I mean, again, <laughs> at the end of the day, having a reality TV show is so much more iconic than having a column, TBH. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like that also is how it ends for them. It's like you like see that he still has his column, but she's now on the bus. You know what I mean? It's like. She's now the person on the bus. Or there's there's two buses. Yes. Yeah. There's like, it's like, there's a bus that pulls up and it's you on the bus. And then that bus like 
pulls away and then there's a bus that's her and the other ladies. Yes. Because I think like Miranda, she gets disbarred after <laughs> it comes out that she was having an affair with the man that she was trying to like arbitrate against. And yes. So she loses her ability. Like everyone suffers like very gross consequences. Like Miranda's disbarred. Charlotte, I think has to like move away for a while and she has like a new she's Liza now and then Samantha does she just like lose her PR business or I think all her clients start to like jump yes. ship yes yes because like obviously she doesn't know what the hell she's doing yeah and Lily actually opens up her own PR company and steal poaches all of samantha's clients and is like the youngest pr maven of new york and has like a new roster of clients including (laughs) jeremy all his friends and then all of samantha's clients and then carrie obviously like loses her book deal after this zoom so that's like the dark night of the souls where we just see them all lose everything yes and they're all really wondering, like, what the fuck are we going to do <laughs> with our lives? And I think even maybe, like, Petrovsky invites Carrie out, like, they are on a date or something. And we have him say, like, as an artist, like, you're going to go through these periods. Like, it's good to it's good to have loss because it, like, helps you pivot and, like, make something out of this, like, muck. Yes. And then and then he, like kindly breaks up with her and so she's (laughs) (laughs) or he's like i have to go like to tokyo or something like that and like you can't come with me (laughs) this time but like love you so much like this is so fun we saw how it went last time yeah like it's not meant to be like you really stressed me out like (laughs) it's like you said that i hit you it was an accident i was investigated by the authorities my like visa was revoked for a while like it was a real mess so like it's not gonna happen again but like you're the best and like you'll get through this and (laughs) i love you're the best and and you'll get through this (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's just what do you what do you have to say to people <laughs> wait what does jennifer hudson come back louise from st louis i think she does weigh in at a certain point like oh what if she helps like put the final note on the cancellation coffin by doing like an interview yeah absolutely i mean she's gonna be like look i was like her assistant i did I had to do everything for her. She did not pay me very well, despite the fact that she was like, had all these book deals. I not only like was her assistant and ran her emails. I had to redecorate her apartment. Like who does that? She's like, I was literally everything. And you know what I got? I got $7 an hour and the ugliest fucking Louis Vuitton bag I've ever seen in my life. And she like brings the bag up and like sets it on the table. And I feel like it's like a Gail King interview or something. Like they're just like, they like really close up on the bag and it's just like, it's awful. And the girls are just like, they're, they're released from like New York society. Like they can't go to the same restaurants. Like we just see them, you know, at like a Denny's or something like, and Carrie's like, well, at least you can smoke inside here or something. Like they, they go off the radar for a while. Yeah. Maybe after they lose everything, they go, 
they Samantha's like we have to disappear like that's the only way like she's like we're gonna get we're gonna get the hell out for like a few months and like figure it out so they rent a cabin like upstate yes and just like disappear or they go to like Virginia for a second where like no one will know where they are yeah and they're just like living they're living their lives in like the first part of the third act in like rural like Appalachia and like Carrie is just excited to be able to smoke. And then she's also kind of like, that's where she gets this like newer fan base Mm -hmm. of like, (laughs) just like very backwards white people that are into her. And I think while they're gone and just doing like a total media detox is when the viral videos of their zoom start popping up on TikTok And like, there's like a there's like a TikTok play or like a small staged event where like people like actors do readings of it and it becomes this camp sensation. And as they re-enter society after their like month like few months hiatus, that's when like Carrie's asked to come on, watch what happens live with Jeremy. And that's when we see like, oh, this whole like reboot has happened. <laughs> and like people want people want them now. Yeah. People are like and, and, hungry and the for videos that content. are like the highest. Yeah, like their video, their YouTube video of their Zoom is like it passed like a billion views. <laughs> like people are down. And Andy, after like backstage on the show, like we see Carrie and Jeremy kind of like make peace with each other and make up. And then Andy's like, I think I have something for you guys that you might want to do. And then we see like a new open of Sex in the City. And it is like the girls kind of turning around and like filming their reality TV show. Oh my God. Where they are just like themselves and like pretty like offensive, but celebrated. That's ma- that's magical. And the only thing that would make it better is if Valerie Cherish just like cross pollinated somehow, like jumped in there yeah. and just became like a new friend of theirs. But otherwise I think it's pretty perfect as a film. I, yeah, I really like this a lot. And like we see I'm that would appeal. Like that's the way that we I think even that I would want to watch these women now is like that that version of them, the real housewives versions of themselves. Also a great tagline for this movie is why be a divorce say when you can be a divorce today? <laughs> truly was genius level i think that that's the vibe i think that's the vibe Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my gosh i love this so everything works out in the end this is like beautiful i mean except no one has love but that's fine do wait brady and i guess brady and jeremy are still together or brody brady and jeremy brady 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 and jeremy are still together um and they're doing great and everyone's like gotten over that. I think we had to have like, we have to have a moment where Samantha, I think on the Zoom, Samantha even admits she's like that she did like a hate campaign against Jeremy. And yes. like, <laughs> like they expose themselves for being like the awful problematic women that they are. <laughs> but everyone's like, I'm obsessed with that. It's like the woman on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City saying she doesn't like black people. And everyone being like, yeah, love Mary. her. I'm like, what? Where she goes, he's white about her <laughs> husband. <laughs> and they were like, excuse me. <laughs> I love, I mean, I do think that there should be a moment where Charlotte talks about the race of her child. 
as like a defense. Yeah. That's a big reason why she yeah, was canceled. She's like, I adopted. Yeah, I adopted like an Asian child. Like, there's just no way that I can be racist. Like, if you really think about it, she's like, I just want everyone to really think about this. Okay. And then takes like a second. Like, it truly, I want the Zoom. Like, I need to see this. Yes. Zoom also, she like, takes out a photograph. Stuff. She's like, this is my family. This is my family. <laughs> um, she was like, my family looks like America because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, this is really good. I also feel like my brain is like so now good. mush because I've like seen this whole movie in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like I just did acid or something. You've seen it. You've lived it. Yes. And if this movie were, were to be made, you would be a central character in it. It would be a lot of it would be a huge undertaking. But I think that like something that I am interested in is how a Carrie Bradshaw like functions in a society where like I also exist in Manhattan because I live in China. I live in Dime yeah. Square. Like that's the new West Village. Mm-hmm. No, you're in the mix of it. Like and it is. I don't. And that's the thing with like and just like that, like I can't reconcile that world also existing alongside like the world that we all know and are living in day to day yes yes yeah have did they have a pandemic in this world that we're talking about or did they not mm. i mean in our movie i could take it or leave it Same. I, I don't mind i don't mind just not having a pandemic and just like <laughs> i actually prefer that but in I know that in just and just like that, it is gonna there is a pandemic. There is. Yeah. That's like a big part of the story, I think. Which I'm like, I don't need to see that. No. Truly Valerie Cherish. Like I don't I, I don't, don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do we call your movie? Sex in the City Three. Sex in the City Three. Um like Sex in the City Three, Carrie versus Jeremy, or um, Sex in the City Three. Sex in the City Three. They're on the town. <laughs> they're on the town. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> they take the. They're they on take the town. The town. They, they take, take the, the town. town. They take the town. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love it. I love also just like the celebration. They're like, we are cis white women. Like, <laughs> and we're not going to apologize for it. It's like the takeaway of their Zoom. Yes. Because at, <laughs> at first they were really trying to run away from it. And now they're like, you know what? It is who we are. They're over it. Yes. Yeah. It's like, we did, we did that. We did everything that you guys said we did. What do you want from us? I like, do think that there is, is some like are. questioning. There's like a moment of them being like in a meta way. Like, talking to Miranda and being like, I mean, you're in an open marriage now. Like, uh, doesn't that make you queer? And, like, Miranda (laughs) being, like, a little more woke to them. She's like, it doesn't make me queer, but it does make me cool. Like, it's like, doesn't make me queer, but it does make me cool. And, like, I mean, I've always gotten a vibe. I am queer. (laughs) Yeah. Samantha does identify fully as queer. (laughs) She's like, I've been queer since the day I was born. Like... (laughs) And I've never apologized for it. Your Samantha is so good. Thank you. you like just, I love to channel her you whenever lean right I right into the Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I miss her. I crave her. There also will be a moment at the very top of the movie, first act, where you see uh, 
Samantha do a little jazz scatting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see her do that performance at the Jeremy brunch. Yes. She's like, zip mm-hmm. it as zip That's like, stop us ray. And like one of the kids is like, is that Simlish? Like, just like doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, should she be like scatting right now? And she really goes into it. Like we get probably like a five minute like musical interlude with like tight shots on her and like the background musicians and like a really like establishing room shots. And it really is like a wow. Moment. And Bowen is like helping her. Bowen is like a part of it. Yeah. Like everyone kind of joins in this like celebratory scat. Yes. Like like Bowen, Dan. You and India gets up there and then it kind of is like everyone playing on each other. And it's really like it creates a new genre of music that then like is a best selling song on the Sex and the City 3 soundtrack of all of you guys like scatting with Kim Cattrall. And it rises to the top of the fucking charts and like changes the scope of music as we know. All we would have to do is do like five TikTok dances to it and then boom, set. Mm-hmm. Get Charlie D'Amelio yeah. on it, you know, mm-hmm. who yeah, also both, has both a special cameo in the movie as. Yeah, I think TikTok teens are a huge part of the movie Yes, because we've got to get Gen Z to care about yes. sex in the city. I love the idea that Charlie <laughs> D'Amelio plays like uh, Petrovsky's like long lost daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or could be his granddaughter. Or his granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's just yeah. there. Mm-hmm. She's traveling with her grandpa to like his art thing, and she's just like around, like rolling her eyes and being like totally over, like it. doing TikToks, <laughs> TikToks in front of his like light installations. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Or is Addison Ray a better? No, it's it's Charlie. It's Charlie for sure. Yeah. I think Addison can be at like the brunch. Would be a great time to like include all the other TikTokers. Yes. And then I think also they just travel in like packs of friends and stuff. So there's a great, like it's a great way to just introduce lots <laughs> of them into the mix. <laughs> so good. God, I love this world. I want this movie. Thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. I wish my brain was like even faster. Cause it was like, I have so many great ideas for this one. No, it's all good. I mean, the world can just like it can exist in your head. Also, they can ask us to write this. To. They can ask us. Yeah, this is a million. Absolutely, this is a multi-million dollar idea. This will not flop. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that's what we're here for. Yes. So, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, I'm at Jeremy O'Harris everywhere. So on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, also on you know Facebook. If- you know, you still find it a useful place to be. But Jeremy O. Harris. Love that. No apostrophe. Just Jeremy O. Period Harris. And if you do the at, it's just at Jeremy O. Harris. No anything. I love it. Jeremy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ideas. And until next time. Until next time. Bye. XOXO. Friend of the Pod Productions. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.